This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest preview podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and I'm back with a squad, Albert and Heskiff, for our return to action after a long in false break from the World Cup and then, I don't know, just not really getting on with it. <laughs> How many games have gone by since? Three? Three. So we're back. It's FA Cup action against Southampton that we'll be talking about later. Um, but, but first, before we get into all that, I need to do this. Damn, I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? As the man said, I'm literally thirsty, so I need to open it and take a swig of this one sec. Old friends of the pod, Tiny Rebel today. Uh, Club Tropica, many times. Classic. That's so 2022, mate. Come on. No, mate. I mean, it's going to become more 2023 because <laughs> it's bloody everywhere now. You can buy it in Sainsbury's. So, um, good addition. I'm not complaining. Uh, Albert, you're drinking a beer. I am. I was just saying to Heskiff, I've got a box of Peroni Red, which was only half sort of tucked into over Christmas. However, none of them are in the fridge. So, you know, that was nearly a Peroni red card for the missus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's not in the house. Uh, But what was in the fridge lurking at the back uh, was a can of Camden Hells, which, you know, isn't bad and kind of, uh, what's the word? coincidental because i spent all day in camden today so it's quite apt no that's um in the local boozer to my work i've witnessed camden hells go from four pound 50 to seven pound 20 a pint unacceptable jesus totally do you know that in how long um probably across five years i reckon wowzers I, I realise when I go back to work and the local drinking place near where I am is the student union because I work at university. And then I th- in my head, that's the price of booze. And then I go to an actual pub and realise quite quickly that it's not. So it's just always a letdown. Do you wear your cap backwards when you go to work at the university to yeah, try and, you know? With, like with my skateboard and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. gnarly hello, dudes. Hello, fellow bodacious <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do look like you're straight out of a Kevin Smith film from the 90s. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> You've been hanging around with Jay and Silent Bob. I have. <laughs> Silent Heskiff, what a, what a treat that would be. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> so what we've been up to? Uh, let's World Cup, enjoy the World Cup, Albert. Uh, I, I, I didn't see... I probably only watched about five. I watched all the England games. uh, And I only probably watched about four or five other games across 
a whole like 90 minutes because the group stages and all the games were on when I was at work. As they usually were. Or that, yeah. I just, you know, the seven o'clock kickoffs aren't conducive to putting two kids in bed. We we twigged quite late. We'd put the game on record and then watch it by that, but by that time it was too late. So I can't say I was fully, fully into it. But um, yeah, I watched the final. I watched England, obviously, go crashing out. <laughs> Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a bit like um, the Harry Kane penalty was like the halftime penalty challenge at Sellers last night in the Spurs, <laughs> in the Spurs game. That was great. Um, like, I can't. Uh, usually, it's a bog standard. Two kids take penalties for each side, and it finishes two-two. Standard. Pete the Eagle accidentally saved one just before Christmas, or like before the World Cup. Um, but this time, Palace players, Palace bloke scores. Tottenham kid skies it over the bar. Palace kid scores. Tottenham kid kicks it wide. So they then let them retake the penalties, the Tottenham kids. Skies it. Kicks it wide. Let them retake it again. Skies it. What? <laughs> yeah. And then you know, Eagle the- saves the next one just for banner. <laughs> <laughs> Literally dives into the top corner to parry away this like seven-year-old's penalty. <laughs> I think I would have rather watched that than the second half. Why didn't they just put that on the TV? Like the, brilliant. The, the kid, the kid who, who booted it over the bar three times. Like it's impressive that he was able to. It was almost like a crossbar challenge. <laughs> like each one was closer to the crossbar, but it was the same penalty every time. And literally, people, all people around player. me were singing "Are You Harry in Disguise," which is like a bit brutal at like a nine-year-old or whatever he was. But, um... Feel like he ended up the evening on the on the better side of things. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you Harry Kane in disguise, scoring a brace against Palace? Mm, yeah, yeah. What um, what did you think of Emmy Martinez going back to the World Cup? Uh, her skiff after all all of his antics. Yeah, I like I I didn't watch any of the World Cup really, but I saw that when he got the the golden glove or whatever it was. Yeah. And he, he did he did the action like it was his knob. But the next thing he does, which people don't have, seem to mention as much, is put it in his mouth. <laughs> and I don't know if that was him doing it to his own knob or someone else's. Was he just biting it because it's gold? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I would say there are better ways of celebrating that, to be honest. Just like, you know, put your hands in the air rather than pretend it's a knob and then... Like, if you want to pretend it's a knob and then put it in your mouth, that's fine. I'm not judging. <laughs> may, maybe, maybe not in Qatar, is what I would say. Yeah, but we're forgetting he is a massive idiot, so... Well, that was, he is a massive knob. Yeah, well, and, and then after he has, like, a crying doll of Mbappe, like, when, he's, when they get back to Argentina and stuff like that. A crying doll of a person who literally scored four times past you in that game, like... Like, behave yourself, <laughs> mate. But I just, like, you know, he's still relatively young and new to international football, and I think he's just going to regret that. You think when he's back, when he's, like, 40, 45, because World Cups last forever. Everyone talks about him forever. And he's going to be looking back at that very embarrassed, I reckon, as an older man, just being like, oh, yeah, how do I explain this to my kid that I <laughs> pretended a really prestigious yeah. award was my knob? Or, I don't know. Was he fucking the glove? Who knows what he was doing? Oh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, and what else? How was Christmas? I, I, what did you get up to over Christmas? 
I was going to say, we, I had a bit of a touch during the World Cup in that me and Vanessa's um, anniversary was on the day of England versus France. Mm. So we went out for dinner and there was fuck all people out. <laughs> so we had a restaurant all to ourselves, basically. It was, it was, it was great. You really don't like international football, do you? No, I just don't care. What are the ben- What are the benefits of having a restaurant to yourself? Quicker service. <laughs> what, you want to get it? Nah, come on, it's only our anniversary. Let's get this done. Yeah, come on. Could you bring the mains now, please? Hurry up. Bring it all to all yeah, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's yeah. go. Make it a buffet. Come on. Although I've got a coupon. Did I mention that? When we, Happy anniversary. When we sat down, they were like, like, we ordered our drinks, and as they brought it, they were like, just to let you know, there's live music tonight. And I hate that. That's one of the things I hate the most. And I, I do want to blame Vanessa for picking it, but as always, I know she listens to this. I'll get it in the neck. So it was a joint decision. And I had a lovely time. How, how and the music empty restaurant wonderful. with live music? This sounds awesome. Yeah, it was great. How did you how... just you in the corner with a fucking stink on? <laughs> yeah. How did you feel when you found out she was taking you to Pizza Express for your anniversary? Uh, yeah, great. To be honest, I got dough balls. <laughs> Albert, I'm setting you up for a joke there. <laughs> where, no, where did you fine. actually go? Did you go for um, <laughs> some Mexican bread? <laughs> <laughs> No, don't get me in trouble again. We went, we went to some Belgium, Belgium restaurant in Ballon, which was it was quite nice. Belgium restaurant in Ballon. Yeah. What have you become? I know. Well, why didn't? You, what about the Mexican on Streatham High Road? Uh, El Chiquito is whatever it's called. El yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Why weren't you there? Good question. Look, well, it's my birthday soon. Like, maybe, maybe that's where I'll go. A little candle and a burrito. Listen. We all know Eskif loves a waffle, so that's why he's, they went Belgium. Moving on, I'm not getting involved. I'll have the, I'll have the negative waffle, please. <laughs> uh, well, happy anniversary and all that. Thanks. Yeah. And how was Christmas? Do anything special, Albert? Uh, I was ill mainly. Solidarity. Uh, ill and lazy and. You know, worked up until like the twenty third, which I was a bit bitter about. But um, no, it's fine though, isn't it? It's all about the kids. Got got to treat the kids, make the kids enjoy their time off, and open more boxes of Lego that are now strewn around my house. Um, (laughs) I've developed a really good method method of picking up Lego, and it is stepping on it and just getting it lodged in the foot. (laughs) Yeah. Other than that, not much. How about you, mate? Yeah, um, similar. Was uh, very sick. Got uh, I had sinusitis and laryngitis and norovirus mm. all at the same time at one point. Uh, wow! And the wife and the kids got the norovirus and all at the same point. It was um, yeah, mag- a, mag- a magical, <laughs> a magical trip to Germany where we were there for four days and literally sick the entire time we was there and slowly started getting better on the day we had to come back which was christmas day Shh. driving back so i could go to the fulham game brilliant well i bet that perked you up <laughs> ridiculous three boxing days in a row where we lost three nil i mean oh terrible stat yeah my my favorite was apparently the last game in the premier league that tonk started before that Fulham game oh. was the Tottenham game where we lost 3-0 and had someone sent off. On Boxing Day the year before. 
on Boxing Day the year before. And then Boxing Day. So the he's year nothing before, if not consistent. <laughs> Boxing Day the year before that, there was a sending off in that game as well. But it wasn't for us that time. That was Tyrone Mings <laughs> when Villa were one new up and Mings got sent oh, off, and God. then they still went on to beat us three 0 <laughs> Oh, was that bo- was that Boxing yeah, Day? It was on BBC, wasn't it? Oh. Wasn't it the first ever Premier League game on BBC or on terrestrial TV? Oh, I thought our game against Bournemouth was. Oh, was it Project Re- Project Restart? Mm. Oh, potentially, maybe I'm just mixing them up. But that was on B. They they were, but it was definitely. I'm sure it was on BBC. Yeah, I think you're right. Anyway, New Year, New Year, New You. Got any resolutions? No, mine. Mine is <laughs> don't go on the BBS anymore. <laughs> I'm not quite serious about because it's it, the Wild West. Someone said it was to me. It's so true. It feels lunatics on there. It feels like that resolution is from a time where you were starring in Kevin Smith movies with Jan Silent Bob. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. The sinusitis that I had. Have you, have you ever had that before? No. So it's like, not that I'm aware of, I guess some kind of like infection of your sinuses felt like my gums were trying to expel my teeth from my mouth in the top row of teeth. It was this rank. I would thoroughly recommend avoiding sinusitis at all costs. (laughs) I had, I had a, I had a similar sensation about this time last night, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But this fucking podcast is like pulling teeth at times. Jesus, we we all um, got singled out at a dinosaur show by the cast in um one I took the kids to to the kids to. Um, hang on, hang on, dinosaur show. Well, it was um, Jurassic Park on ice. No, so it was just a like a small production where they kind of had four different puppets of dinosaurs that got increasingly bigger as the show went on. And it was just like a three three person production, um, and at one point for the Brachiosaurus, you, everyone, all the kids were having to do like a silly call to like call the Brachiosaurus to get some food, and um, and then the woman pointed me out, singled me out of the crowd, and said, um, "I think you need to call the Brachiosaurus, Daddy." Now I said to the wife after she just wanted to call me Daddy. Call it Daddy. Call me Daddy. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> Um, and then um, so just to avoid embarrassment I just got on with it and did it and um, the guy was like (laughs) sounds like you were a choir boy when you were younger I was like ah shit (laughs) so still still got it got it yeah I got got rid of the centre part in now that's a very old joke from (laughs) the 90s which we'll just leave alone there so yeah, that was pretty much it over Christmas. Um, the only relic of Christmas I've got left is a Hey Dougie show on the weekend that I've got to go to. On the South Bank? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's meant to be good, mate. Meant oh, to be good. oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. four, four stars in the Watford Observer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is them, them giving a Palace fan four stars is pretty good going, I guess. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if he got. His, I wonder if he's got his second half capitulation badge. 
That's a really that's a that's a really that's a really fucking niche Dougie reference slash joke for the three people out there that might get that. As, as long as it's not a scout leader Jeff joke. <laughs> the badges that you got. like. I say, New Year, New Year, New Me. Got it. Mo- moving on. Rest in peace, Jeff. <laughs> fucking nonsense. Uh, Joel Ward certainly didn't get his full-back utility badge last night, did he? Just, uh, even... Not many badges being dished out last night. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Uh, I suppose we're going to have to talk about it. Um, this is, after all, right. to be a joint review preview show. Um, so, so CPFC. We, don't got, we didn't have any stats for him because he's been over in England for Christmas. So I'll be going back to the state. So um, no stats from him. But we did see a stat that said <laughs> we hadn't won at Seller since 1993 on a Wednesday. So that still stands. <laughs> I, I, I think I saw Heskiff describe it as my kind of stat. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, but before the game, I was just seeing all these stats about how shit Tottenham were. Oh, they haven't won a London derby in 10 or whatever and all this. I just don't like reading that, to be honest. It's like whoever controls the back of the nest Twitter put a thing up before the Fulham game about how we're unbeaten against them in five games or so it's a stop. <laughs> but then but then I see Palace haven't won a home game on a Wednesday in the Premier League since nineteen ninety three and that is more like it. Yeah. That's a stat I can get behind. <laughs> there was how many games is that though? It's like twelve. Do you know how many games that it's was? Like oh fuck! It's that many. All right, yeah. Jesus. It was a lot. I don't think it was just Premier League either. I think it was literally just. Oh really? Since nineteen ninety three, we haven't won on a Wednesday at Sellers. Even um, more, my kind of stat. Then the more games, weird, the better. If you remember, in like up until about two thousand fifteen, two thousand fourteen, something like that, we on a Tuesday night at Sellers, we hadn't lost and had won like twenty seven and drawn like five or something on a Tuesday night at Sellers. Yeah. We just really good there uh, but then we got to the Premier League and you start playing teams like Man City on the Tuesday <laughs> <Palace. laughs> yeah. and that record goes away because you're not you're not playing Scumfolk anymore on a Tuesday um, but yeah in terms of like stats and stuff like that there there was just an air of inevitability about last night uh, Albert I don't know if you knew but that was the first time Tottenham haven't conceded the first goal in 11 games the previous 10 <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know it was that many, but I knew that was definitely a Tottenham trend of of late. So and, and Son yeah. had forgotten how to score. <laughs> yeah, to the point where he's he's embarrassed to be there, so he wears that mask, so no one knows he's in. <laughs> and then he scored, and he was like, "It's me, motherfuckers!" <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was it's um, at work. I've. Uh, I've had to. I'm someone's buddy now at work, and um, the first day of me having a meeting with him was yesterday morning, and he's a Spurs fan, and he was like, "Oh, I hear you're a Palace fan. Um, th- easy three points for you tomorrow night." And I was like, "Little do you know, young man, <laughs> you <laughs> this, you got it all out your system the other night, and we will be grac- graciously handing you all of the points." Um, Son will score and break his duck, yep. and it- all your woes will disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This will be the turning point where Conte turns you into world beaters, and it all started at Sellers Park. 
sad times. Um, first half is decent. What, what did you think? What did you think of the starting lineup? Yeah, well, I mean, it's effectively the same starting lineup for the last four games, right? And uh, with the exception of the enforced changes for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're now in those four games. The only two goals we've scored are against Bournemouth from corners and they can't defend corners, <laughs> basically. So it's almost like those goals, I don't want to say they don't count because obviously they count, but like, you know, we're shit in front of goal. Wolf's goals have dried up and all of a sudden we can't hit a barn door. So it's a worry. Um, first half and some some points in the second half saw last night, Lloris did make some decent saves. Um, and I guess it kind of the one from Ayu when should he shouldn't he have passed to Elise was the culmination of some really good pressure from us that led to that chance and um, if we scored a Heskiff and now Tottenham have been really good at coming from behind recently so it doesn't necessarily mean points but it would at least given us something to cheer about and you know actually seen us build some pressure and get the reward at the end of it yeah, I think that would be the main point, really, because <clears throat> I think the first 15, 20 minutes we were under the cosh a bit, but then progressively got back into it. And I think the sort of build-up that we had to that chance and it sort of gave us a bit of a lift and you just think, if we get that goal, we get even more of a lift, the crowd will get even louder. You know, it's a, it's a, it'd be a big, a big deal for us to do that. And obviously you can look back on it and say, like, well, you know, inevitably we lost, but... You got to take those chances, and that's not, you know, that's what we're not doing. Yeah, you know, yeah, we scored against against Bournemouth a couple of times, but the chances that we did make an open play against them, we didn't take. Mm. And as bad as Tottenham are, they they still got good players in their team, and players like Kane will score goals if you if he gets half a chance, and, and we won't, you know. And that's it's it's something that needs to needs to change pretty quickly, I think. Yeah. Um... And then, of course, the other main talking part, talking point of the first half is Oliver Skip um, somehow avoiding a first yellow card for his for his drag back on Eze, I think it was, um, which seemed which is then nuts because in the second half Brian Hill got booked for exactly the same thing, so it's the inconsistency that kills you. Um, Albert wouldn't necessarily have led to a red card because he probably wouldn't have made the challenge he did for the second one when he got booked. Um, but is it is it is it something we should hang on to and say it would have gone it would have been different if he'd got sent off? Uh, if you want, I mean, I'm I'm not going to hold on to it. Just as an aside, seeing as you've mentioned him, is that Brian Hill the least? Look, at least Brian looking Brian you've ever seen. Like, his name can't be Brian. Where's he got the name Brian from? Uh, do you know what? Right, I, he's shit. He's so shit. And the worst thing about it is he was actually kind of quite integral to them turning us over in the second half. But not for anything he did on the ball. Just obviously at halftime, Conte had got hold of him and said, don't stand on the, in the first half. He was standing out wide on the touchline quite a lot, which was obviously how they started the game tactically. In the second half, he came out and came ten yards inside, and Joel Ward got lost, and Jeff Schlupp didn't know how to cover Doherty on the overlap, and that's what basically killed us repeatedly. Uh, but my god, he's shit! Like he's so bad. 
And it's kind of like... Jeff Schlapp. No, or... <laughs> we'll, get on, we'll get on to him later. But that Brian Hill, even Spurs fans, it seemed like their singing of his name was kind of ironic. Like, you know, no, when you sort of... Someone's shit becomes a bit of a like, yeah, he's shit, but he's our shit player and we love him kind of vibe. Like Jeff Schlapp. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean... We come out in the second half and Jordan Ayew immediately robs Romero, who was sh- fucking shit. He was shit as well. Like, rubbish. Robs him of the ball. And it's almost identical to the one where Son robs Gay later of the ball and scores. But instead of scoring, Ayew ends up somehow on the touchline <laughs> trying to shoot from a very narrow angle. And Albert, I think that pretty much sums up everything for us in in terms of we just don't have shots. They never fucking shoot. It's like he, it was just. I mean, obviously it goes it goes very south not long after that. But you know, for all, all the talk of the first half, and you know, yeah, you know, you can, not not a lot in it, but yeah, you can say we were the better better team in the first half. But <clears throat> you know, didn't take our chances minus a cut. You know, a couple of couple of decent saves by Loris. Second half, it looks like we're, you know, what, what, what was that? That was like 46 minutes or something. It was like literally one of the first actions of the second half. And you know, like you say, he's done good work. He's, he's robbed a, you know, a, a central defender who's just been at the World Cup. And and then he just seems to just stop and just look at his own feet. And it's like, just hit, just, just fucking hit it. Just hit it at the goalie. Like, it's like he's sort of stopped and was checking his pockets for his fucking house keys or something. He just he just didn't know what to do, and it's you know if he's you know there's, there was no one to square it to, but if he squares it, at least it's something proactive. You know, he's he's, he's trying to lay it on a plate for someone else or hit it. Don't just run to the touchline, and it was you know it's just very very well, especially to get up to his, weak, very his weaker foot as well, right? That's ah oh, yeah, it's mad to your weaker foot. Where he should just opened his body up and just had a dig at the far corner straight away. Yeah, totally. And it's just it's just symptomatic of a team that's just crying out for a, a centre forward. Um, you know, we'll go into the subs later, I'm, I'm sure. But yeah, it's it's a, a very bizarre state of affairs to to it's just to get a, a, a half a chance like that and not and not do your utmost to try and take it. It's just, it was just fucking weird. And like I say, it went very drastically downhill not long after. Yeah. Um, I mean, Harry Kane, I guess we can say just takes control of the game, right? He takes a game by the scruff of the neck and just fucking shits on us basically. But their first goal, and I've, I've watched Spurs a few times this season and it, even Perisic gets to the byline and stands the ball up to the back post frequently. And fuck me, if we had him when we had Benteke, Benteke would have scored 45 goals a season. <laughs> was like, no, no, one ever, no one ever crossed the balls of Benteke. And this guy just puts up, stands up this beautiful cross to the back post, which Harry Kane just has to just nod home. But what I want to get into is people on social media, Heskiff, mm. freaking laying into Guaita saying that he's at fault for Kane's first goal. Were they? Uh, it is, That's uh, weird. As a as a goalkeeper, I can tell you, there's nothing you can do about that. It stood up to the back post. You can't come and claim it. It's too high. You pet you're at your near post and having getting all the way to the back post. And Kane gets above his defender way too easily. 
no one's yeah. in, he's not even Wardy's not even trying to like knock him off balance or anything and just has an effective tapping but people as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either that's why if you're a b2b marketer you should use linkedin ads LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. People are blaming Guaiter. I just, I believe. I mean, I, I've got to be honest, I've not watched the goals back because I was in a bad enough mood last <laughs> night. I don't want to see him again. But at the time, I wouldn't have blamed Guaiter at all. Like you say, I think it's more. And, and I'm sure we'll go on when we talk about the other goals, but that down that side, i.e. our left-hand side, just we just weren't on it. We just weren't on it at all. And like you say, if you're not at least trying to put Kane off, if Kane's getting the ball anywhere near him, yeah. that close to the goal, he ain't missing. If you if you think so, of Bournemouth, um, when Guaita made the save at the near post and it springs up and it goes to mm-hmm. Kiefer Moore, the first thing Addison does is lean into him to just knock him off balance. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, and I mean, Joel Ward, as I'd already mentioned, he'd already been dragged in field by Brian Hill, and that is part of it. So instead of following mm. the big, tall Harry Kane, he followed the little short guy into the into the middle. And the worst thing about it is Jeff Schlupp looks at the two of them completely unmarked at the back post and then continues to ball watch and like doesn't. Oh, it's, mate. Oh, yeah. And, and- he, nearly put his, he nearly put his neck out watching that ball, Jeff Schlupp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to, to move on from that as well, that again, I haven't seen who it is on the replay, but Kane's second goal, he sort of, the ball goes out wide and Kane just sort of saunters into the box. I mean, when you actually and, see that, there's been loads of stills of it, a picture. Yeah. Jeff Schlupp's positioning to let that pass go through that gap is a fucking disgrace. Like, you know... You've seen over since Vieira come in, there's a lot of working on cutting down passing angles has been done on the training mm. field. Absolutely. You can see the way they press together and stuff like that. And he just leaves this chasm for Brian Hill to pass the ball to Harry Kane. I mean, and the first touch and finish is incredible from Harry Kane. And yeah. just like, that's Harry Kane. But I, I was just like, I was halfway through shouting, <laughs> like, Kane's, Kane's on his own or something. And the ball was fucking in. I was like... He, he, you can't let him, of all people, just stand without any pressure. Mm. And it's just, and at that point, you know, it's 2 0. I'm just like, fucking hell. Like, all of a sudden, the game's gone from like ending the first half where we were probably shading the game 
to like te- whatever it was, ten minutes after the half, yeah, as the second half started, and it's two 0 and it's like, well, that's that's it then, isn't it really? Yeah. And it's just if we're not scoring, we can't fucking defend like that because yeah. that only amplifies how you know all our problems. Well, it wasn't two 0 for very long. <laughs> it soon went three 0 Every cloud. <laughs> and more more excellent defending down the left, Albert. Yeah, which goal was this? This is Docket, Docket's one. one. Oh, oh fucking hell, yeah, Matt Docket scored, didn't he? Of wow. Course. <clears throat> of course. Yeah, it was all it was all it was all down that side, wasn't it? And Yeah, it's just it, it was such a sh- you know, such a shame. It was such a capitulation and yeah, just the shape, the shape of the team, the the sort of discipline, is, is, it just seems to have gone. And I just want, like, just going back to Harry Kane, and I know, I know, I'm picking a, an, an exceptional example of Harry Kane, but particularly in the first half when it really wasn't working for Spurs, like, there was times where Harry Kane was almost in front of his own centre halves, picking the ball up, looking to do something with it, and then like. And, you know, he's not quick, quick, but, you know, going as quick as he could, turning on the afterburners to then try and get 40 yards up the pitch to be on the other end of a move. And and you read the stats today that we're, you know, we're bottom of the league for, for you know, distances covered this season. You know, the, you know, just the general working on the pitch. And, you know, you see, you see examples like that. Like I say, again, I know it's Harry Kane, but you think like, fucking hell, we're, that's, that's, it's not a good look for us, you know, to be the to be bottom of bottom of the league in terms of distances covered, um, because you know, all right, someone's got to be bottom of that table. But number one, it, you never want it to be yourselves, and it and it it is kind of endemic and 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 a, and a sign of a team that maybe thinks it's better than it is or doesn't want to put in the hard yards, like you say. Jeff Schlupp's just, you know, ball watching at times. And I know I've mentioned Jeff Schlupp about eight times and it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm singling him out, which I sort of am. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it just feels like something's really sort of not right at the moment. Uh, the Bournemouth game aside, like you say, they're shy and we scored, you know, from two set pieces ultimately. Um, yeah, it was kind of worrying. And when you let, when you let in a, a, a weakened Tottenham side, you know, Oliver Skip, that Brian Hill, Matt Doherty, they, you know, they're not, they're not Spurs' best players by any stretch, and 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 we 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 made them look incredibly incredibly good in the second half yesterday. Yeah, it's it is very frustrating. I I did not know that running stat, which is just that's bad. I mean, it, it's probably evidence of that we absolutely need another central midfielder who's someone mm. who's going to put in the legwork. You take you've taken Conor Gallagher out of there, who's probably top end of the table for running stats last season in in most categories I'd imagine yeah you've shocked me with that I didn't know but it does kind of make sense because you've got I think five attack well so finish that point I've got five you've got five attacking players on the pitch who want to run one way but not the other way mm-hmm. and then you've got poor old fucking Decore having to do it all himself <laughs> and that's that's the thing like that, that that's bothered me a bit over the last few games and, and a couple of games before the World Cup as well, is that there's just not enough movement when the defence has got the ball, when Decore's got the ball. I'm sure I've mentioned it before in here, but there's just a lot of people waiting to get the pass. I, I, I hate to slag off Eze because I, I love him, but 
Like sometimes I'm like, come and get the fucking ball, man. He just sort of stands and waits for it. He doesn't track back. He doesn't doesn't move around enough when he's off the ball to come and get it. And it's sort of like, you know, we pass it between sort of Anderson and Gay and Klein. You know where the next pass is going because there's only one person standing without an opposition guy near him. And it's just like, you just just run around a bit. Just just run around a bit and see what happens. You know, I'm not expecting us to be Man City, you know, where everyone's on the move all the time and you've got De Bruyne popping the ball off left, right and centre. Mm. But it's just like, you've got to work hard like you say, in attack and in defence, you know, when you haven't got the ball, go and get it. When we have got the ball, look look to create space or come come nearer for the pass. You know, it's just, we don't do it enough and that, that distance travelled stat. Yeah, I think if you think about, and again, this is not comparing eggs with eggs to an extent, but when Darren Ambrose was allowed to roam the pitch free by Neil Warnock, he had people fucking around him who done all his running for him. And we've got Zaha, Eze and Elise on the pitch who are all players that you need someone to do their running for them. And we've got Decore and that's it. it. It The balance is just all off. Like, And I think everyone can see it. Everyone knows we need another central midfielder. Everyone. Um, God knows what Will Hughes has done or not done <laughs> to, to not be able to get into that team. But from what I saw of him when he was getting in the team last season, it feels ridiculous that he's completely out in the cold for to continue to play something where clearly it's just not working on a consistent enough basis. Um, but he puts himself about, which is, you know, when, when you're not, when you, listen, we're not on a, a, a sh- you know, the last two home games have been awful, but you know, we're, we're sitting quite nicely in the leagues. So you can't, you can't say we're necessarily in a terrible run of form. It's just, you know, our our troughs are way deeper than our peaks at the moment. And, you know, when, you, when you're when doing that, you've got, you, you've got to change something. And, you, you know, you've got to go back to basics and all that sort of stuff. And Will Hughes, all right, he's not he's not fucking Kevin De Bruyne, as, as you've said. But he comes on, he knows his job, and he puts himself about. And and that's kind of what we need. We, you know, we, we need at the moment, we just need a bit of busyness in the middle. And, so, and and just something to lift us a little bit and a little bit more bite, you know, f- for whatever Jeff Schlupp can do, he doesn't he doesn't do it consistently enough. He's not amazing defensively, as we've just dis- discussed. He's not amazing in attack. So you sort of go, well, well, what's he doing? Decore's there to break up and and try and carry the ball as, as much as he can, but he gets you know he, he can only get so far, and so you got you've got to put someone else in there that's just going to put themselves about a little bit. And if, if that's all they do, we've, like you said, we've got five attacking players on the pitch in the current lineup, you know, and they're good attacking players. You just need a bit, little bit of bite and a little bit of energy behind them to, to win the ball and give them the ball. Like, yep. and we've sort of, we've just got this sort of slurry in the middle of the pitch. That's not, it's not one thing or another. Yeah, completely agree. And it, and it just clearly cried out for a four, two, three, one with Hughes and Decore. And then, Edouard, I suppose, has been injured, but either pick Edouard or pick Mateta and stick with it for five, six games and play Zaha, Elise and Eze behind them and then just Mm -hmm. try and make it work that way. But this whole playing all five of them is just... And even, you know, slip Ayu into centre midfield or slip Elise into centre midfield and, you know, it's worked on occasion, but it's just... 
particularly against his big. It's not thing. the way forward, though, is no. it? Let's be honest. And it, it will work against fucking Leeds and Wolves who are shit. But when you come into playing teams like this, you can't just continue just doing it against the bigger teams and expecting it or going to, you know, it's very clear becoming a forest away is not an easy place to go to. And I think that was clear from before. They'd already got some good results. And did they beat Liverpool just before us as well? It's very clear. Like, you know, you've got to take these teams seriously and have a bit of bite in midfield. I've seen loads of fans talking about it, missing some leadership on the pitch as well. There's just not like anyone who grabs hold of everyone when things are going wrong. And that's why we, that why we wilt so often when happens I, I but you're right i want to <clears throat> i kind of want to temper it a little bit because we are doing all right you know as it stands we're three points behind chelsea we beat chelsea our next league game we're level on points at chelsea um which is a bit of a combination of us doing semi all right and them doing shit but it's not all it's not all doom and gloom at the moment that's for sure but you know when you lose back-to-back home games shipping seven and not not scoring one it's it's gonna it's gonna piss people off for sure. Um, I mean, the fourth goal we've already sort of touched on. I don't really know what Mark Gay is doing after having a terrific game at Bournemouth. <laughs> he's then kind of let himself down there. But in that sense, I think that will come with experience. Um, that he probably won't let something like that happen again. I would hope. But of course, Son scored and ended his duck, as we've touched on. We did, we huffed and puffed a bit, bought on, changed the formation up a bit. So we put, we ended up with Mateta and Edouard on the field. Did you think there was a sense of Vieira trying something different there? I don't, <laughs> just, I don't really know. I don't really know what he was trying. Um, I stopped paying attention at that point. <laughs> yeah, it was just a bit sort of like their attacking players, bung them on. I don't we need four that. goals. You guys yeah. go on and get them. You've got four goals total <laughs> between you for the entire season. Off you go. Uh, well, well, what was weird yeah. about it is that Edouard came on and was extremely greedy, um, mm. which I don't know if that's him trying to like get something done, score a goal, try and make something happen to be like, hey, look at me, get me in the starting lineup kind of vibe. But um, hopefully if he's if he's now fit, he should be back in. He'd done enough when he before he got injured that he was scoring goals and... You know, it seems wild that he's been dropped. Um, but I thought he was playing pretty well before the World Cup as well. Mm. So, yeah, like you say, if he's fit and with this cup game coming up, I, I just start him, get him, get him back into the saddle. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I mean, the, the last thing we can say is for Spurs after Larice getting loads of pelters recently, pulled off some brilliant saves in that game, and then culminated with a brilliant save from Ayu from sort of the edge of the area that he tipped wide. Um, I, at this point, we're talking about a man of match. I don't think we need to go there, really, do we? <laughs> Harry Kane? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll leave man of match alone, but it sort of goes into Southampton on the weekend. Um, what do you do with the lineup? Do you want to... We're, we're in this scenario, so I'll start with you, Albert. We've got Southampton at the bottom of the league, and the last thing they probably want right now is a cup run. So the game's probably there for the taking. Sorry, Southampton, you're going on a cup run. <laughs> it's like, just, it's like do you remember in 97, 98, when we were fucking terrible and falling down the league in January. 
last thing we needed was a cut run and Bruce Dyer goes and scores a hat-trick against Leicester. <laughs> we, <we're laughs> oh, God, ridiculous. But, um, which was also at Sellers. Couldn't win for Toffee in the league at home that season. And then Bruce Dyer scores I, a hat-trick. I, t- I took a mate to that game. Not a Palace fan. And was talking about how shit Bruce Dyer had been. And after the game, he was like, you don't know anything about football at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we have to, I think on Saturday, I think we have to win. I think, you know, like you say, seven goals shipped at home, you know, without reply, not many big chances or, you know, shots on target to to sort of fall back on. You know, and I don't know, I don't know if it's, I don't know what the, what the capacity is going to be. I don't know how well the tickets are selling, but, you know, there's going to be thousands of people there that have probably been at the last two games. Who probably want to see a goal. So whether cup runs are required or not, or you know, what we need right now, we've got to put a team out and we've got to put a performance on because, you know, it's our third home game on the spin. Um where, you know, we've we've not done amazingly well in the last two and like I say, shipped a lot of goals. So yeah, we need to we need to go out there and, and fucking like redress the balance a bit, you know? We've got to go out and put on a bit of a show and, and score some goals and play play a centre forward for fuck's sake. So it'll take the core yeah, take the core off and put Mateta on or something. <laughs> play play holding play mid six up. <laughs> yeah, Mateta holding mid. Come on, but what? Well, yeah, so, uh, this opportunity, right? So as I say, I, I don't. I think Southampton are gonna. They want to just dead rubber this game and not win it. I reckon. Like you don't want to be. They're having a nightmare maybe they might see it as an opportunity to like pressures off, go and enjoy yourself, see if we can carry that form over. But we're all Palace fans. We want to see our younger players play. And that's what I want to see. I want to see a couple of youngsters on the pitch at some point, at least. Yeah. I mean, there are some players I'd like to get minutes. I'd like to see Chris Richards play. I'd like to see Hughes play. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it'd be good to see some of the youngsters on there. J.K. Gordon looked all right in that Botafogo friendly, so maybe he can get some time on the pitch. Mm. But I went on the academy tour the other day, and um, Mark Bright was raving about um, Ozzo. Is it Ozzo? David? Oh my god, he's so he's so good, man. But he's had literally over the, basically over the World Cup break when everyone was back in training. He's been training with the first team the whole time, and he's just like with each training session, you just see him get better and better, like being around those players and playing with them all yeah. the time. He's just getting better and better. So, and he's made, he's made, he's, and he's, when's he going on loan to Plymouth? <laughs> no, Shrewsbury, yeah. it'd be Shrewsbury, wouldn't it? That's where they all go. Yeah. The we were joking we got, with Mark right about it, saying, have you got, have you got an apartment now in Shrewsbury? Because <laughs> you have to be down there all the time. <laughs> yeah, that also, like he's only, he's only turned 17 fairly recently as well. He's an absolute tank. And like every time I've seen him for the, 23s or 21s whatever it is now in the 18s he's like he just looks great in every game um and he was I, I think he was on the bench in one of the last couple of league games wasn't he i made that up yeah he was uh, yeah he's played the bench, bench for sure bench yeah. of bournemouth yeah. yeah so that would be great um but i did i did want to say just in a southampton thing um i know someone who supports southampton who is not particularly enamored with nathan jones and i've just Looking at his tweets, yes, obviously after yesterday's game, said expectations were low for that half, and yet somehow the performance was beyond what I thought was capable. Um, he calls him a useless prick. 
and then finishes up by saying, come on, guys, just get it done. Put your hands up. Sorry, everyone. We made a mistake and let us get on with our lives. <laughs> so four four games in, he's got the he's got the DeBoer effect already, that, that Nathan Jones, I think. Yeah, I saw um, an article popped up about him burning table tennis tables when he was at Luton. <laughs> just like... So say burning or banning? Burning. Setting, burning setting fire to ping pong tables <laughs> at Luton. What's the what's the lesson there? <laughs> Just, oh. To make it a bit more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to set your boots on fire during a game. <laughs> to be fair, we could some of the Palace players could be could use with that. They might fucking run round a bit. Yeah. Imagine that. The stories start coming out. Patrick Vieira's burnt the head table tennis tables. It's like, this is distracting you all. Freaking table tennis. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they're in the mire and do like a win over Southampton. So I'd like to see us beat them. And, you know, last year's cut run was great. It's nice to get to a semi-final. Repeat again, you, you feel like Vieira's about the cup. It's obviously an opportunity for success. And um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we're going to go for it, Heskiff? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we'll play necessarily the first team but I think we'll have quite a strong team out we should be looking to win I mean Southampton are in terrible form and like you say cup runs nice and Vieira talked about you know wanting cup runs and how important the cup is and that sort of thing so I would imagine we'll play a fairly strong team and hopefully get a win Albert do you reckon it's just going to be we'll start in the first half from the stand singing we've got super Pat Vieira and then James Ward Prowse score a brace in the second half, lose 2 0. <laughs> Why are you tempting it, bro? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the sort of thing that I would say. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Predictions then. What are you saying, Albert? <clears throat> uh, I think we will edge it 2 1. A bit like the way you edged your mic earlier. Uh, what about you, Heskiff? <laughs> Oh, did you say new new year, new me? Is that what the, the catchphrase is? Yeah. That's what do, we want. D- does this go to a replay? Or is it? <laughs> uh, if it goes to a replay. Third round is replay, I think. All right, then one all and we'll lose the replay. Oh, save that for <laughs> when we preview the replay, please. Mm. Yeah. Do, do you know, uh, it feels like, you know, if it's a two Premier League team tie like this it should just be extra time and penalties on the day like I'm sure most teams in the Premier League would agree to that just be like let's get it over and done with done and dusted yeah. but if you're playing a team with at lower level it should be agreed before the game is it extra time or replay just don't let Wolf take one <laughs> well he scored his last one you're only as good as your last one mate alright I'll take it I mean, I won't take the you'll, penalty. I'd you'll, no, I'll say, fuck that. I mean, <laughs> there, there was a point where I would have rather you taken it, I think, to be honest. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. Mind you saying that, your cap would have probably fallen off as you were running up to the ball and distracted you. Yeah. Okay, right. Before we finish, I completely forgot about this.
It's Media Watch. Oh. <laughs> Albert and I definitely forgot what that was for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought Terence was like going to reveal himself as some sort of superhero. <laughs> um, there's been some media action going on. Uh, I wrote for the Bournemouth program, which, considering Heskiff writes uh, buys every program, I was like, mm. was I in the program? three days later he's like oh yeah here you go your article is in here i'm a busy man mate very busy man (laughs) could you read it in the car on the way back what are you doing with these things you've got got thousands of programs in your house you got it eventually it was he's too busy he's too busy on be real man and (laughs) i never i tried to think of something else that young people do i actually I, i actually got be real like two days ago did you know? Yeah, hey, of course you did, dude. Are you, are you going to be real this right now? <laughs> uh, um, too real. Too real. That's what you need. And then... But, and, uh, and I, then I, I, go on. I was, I was going to say, friend of the pod, Billiam, has be real. And every single day is just his face up close and then a picture of his telly. <laughs> so I don't, think, I don't think he's moved for about a week. So I hope, I hope he's all right. Send help. <laughs> I wish I had the Colgate adverts at hand, but unfortunately I don't. Um, yeah, and then separately, I have been asked to do um, an interview with Canal Plus. But how do you say that? Uh, yep, Canal Plus. Canal Plus. <laughs> um, a, yeah, an interview about John Texter, but um, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. <laughs> It's only going to be on French TV, so no one's going to see it except from probably John Texter. And I just, I don't know. Uh, my mum might see it. Your mum might see it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. How I feel no, no, no. When like something seems too good to be true, it probably is. And in our experience as Palace fans, it always has been. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. He's not done anything wrong. I just, <laughs> I just yeah, something deep down inside me just. Spidey senses are going off, just telling me that it's all going to end in tears. Mark Goldberg, Mark Two. Yep, marching down the Homesdale Road with death leading the way. <laughs> oh dearie me! Right, I'm sure his intentions are, are, are honest and true. I hope so. I hope so. Why else would you in, he, in, invest in a football club? Can he play central midfield? Oh, he's got a young son, isn't he? Can he's he's got like a twenty-year-old son or something? Can he play instead of midfield? That'll do. Yeah. But he's American, so if he could, Leeds would just sign him anyway. So um, <laughs> there you go. Right, um, that's it for this week. I'm assuming there'll be a, some sort of match review of the Southampton game on the weekend. Um, for some past content, if you haven't heard, where have you been? Uh, Jason Punchin was interviewed by the, some people from the review team and that podcast is out. So if you scroll back down your feed, you'll be able to find a lovely interview with Jason Punchin where oh, pained me when he said, looking back, I realized I should have kicked Rooney up in the air. Yes. Yes, mate. Yes. You Jason. Yes. You should have kicked Rooney up in the air. And um, we'd already have been on a European tour. We'd all been broke. 
could give it all up. Wouldn't have to. Wouldn't have to have seen us losing four 0 to Spurs the other day. Could have just died happy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so look out for that. Of course, um, Dr. Doing all sorts of bits on YouTube, so head over to youtube.com forward slash back of the nest to watch everything going on there. And yeah, it's good to be back, back in the saddle. And um, next week it is who we got? Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea got loads of injuries, Not, lots and lots of injuries. A bit, this like, is the a bit, new... like, a bit like Spurs had. This is the new say, didn't Spurs. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll and Graham Potter and Graham Potter. Well, we'll get to that next week. Um, So, thanks for listening, and until next time, up the palace. It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.